This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson here in Studio B, filling in for Sean Kelly. Sean got in a little late last night with the basketball team as they got in around 4.30 a.m. Central Time as they stole a win. Not steal a win. They earned a win against the Sacramento Kings yesterday in Sacramento, 109-97. to More on that in a little bit. I'm trying to recover myself as it was a late night at our Smoothie King Center studios, but good thing I got my community coffee here to get me through this black and blue report. We have a good show for you today on this Thursday. We'll uh, talk some NBA and Pelicans with Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports, a good friend of ours who uh, has called New Orleans home and uh, lives now on the West Coast, but he covers the NBA uh, for Yahoo Sports. He'll come on and talk about everything around the association, and we'll talk NFL relocation on Tuesday. As you remember, the Rams will now call Los Angeles home uh, starting in 2016. Will the Chargers join them? We don't know yet, but we'll get Annie Halbrun's take. Uh, she is a print, radio, television journalist, anything. She does it all uh, in the San Diego area, so we'll have her on to talk about what the Chargers might do next and what is uh, what's everyone thinking about the big news. So we have a different perspective on the NFL relocation, and, of course, we'll talk a little NBA on this Thursday. Let's talk about that game, shall we? 109-97 to 97 was your final score last night. Anthony Davis back after missing... The last two games with a back injury, 24 points for him, 10 rebounds, 8 of 23 shooting. Eric Gordon, 24 points on 9 of 19 shooting, 6 of 12 from downtown, and the three-pointers were flowing last night for the Pelicans. 16 out of 33 in the 16 three-pointers ties a franchise record set earlier this year, December 11th, against the Washington Wizards. Off the bench, Ryan Anderson playing in his hometown, 18 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 4 of 6 from beyond the arc, and Norris Cole, 18 points, 8 of 16 shooting in 26 minutes of play. Tyreek Evans left the game after six minutes with some swelling in that right knee. That was the same knee he had surgery on earlier this season. Um, he will be day-to-day. Not sure if he'll play tomorrow against the Charlotte Hornets. He finished with zero points, three assists, and two rebounds in just those six minutes. Omar Oshik, third straight game, 10-plus rebounds. He had 13, which ties the season high and was two points away from his first double-double of the season. Eight points for him, and Cunningham, six points, two of two shooting in 22 minutes of play. The Pelicans shoot 42% from the field. Only seven turnovers. Only seven turnovers, which is really good for the Pelicans. Nine points off those turnovers for Sacramento. They only turned the ball over one time in the first half, and no points off those turnovers for Sacramento, and 27 assists on those 42 field goals. So the ball movement was key last night, and you can tell the offense flowed a little bit better last night compared to the the Tuesday game against the Los Angeles Lakers. So a nice win for the Pelicans. They salvaged the road trip. They lost the first two, but ended up winning the last one. And hopefully now they can get on a little run um, as they play most of their games, eight of their next nine at home. The only road game against the Grizzlies on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. As I mentioned, Ryan Anderson, 18 points, seven to 12 shooting in front of his hometown crowd. Uh, after the game on the Pelicans radio network, Sean and JD talked with Ryan about the win. Sean. Yes, yes, Ryan. How's it going? It's going great. Welcome home. A nice win here in your hometown, my friend. It was. Uh, we played great. We moved the ball. This is a high-scoring team. You know, they're, they're a team that pushes the ball, and they've been averaging, you know, far far over 100 points a game. So for us to uh, come out and 
play great defense, but but also just answer. We made a lot of shots tonight, but we made the right play. It was fun tonight, fun yeah. basketball. It's a lot of fun to watch. 27 assists on 42 made field goals. That's a healthy number any night, Ryan. <clears throat> Very healthy, Sean. Very healthy. Is it as healthy as 16 made threes for you as a team? <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty healthy as well. Uh, when we shoot, I mean, we moved the ball. We moved the ball. We penetrated the defense, moved the ball. We, were, we had wide open looks. So um, that was just a, a great job of, of, of playing team basketball. Um, we got a lot of shot attempts, but we made them. We knocked them down tonight. It was nice to see the ball go in the, go in the rim. Ryan, is that the frustrating thing with this team? Uh, you guys see exactly what you are capable of when you do move the ball? Yeah, I mean, uh, we just need to be consistent with that. Um, it's fun. It's more fun playing that way. You know, regardless of the outcome, when we're all involved, it's just more fun. So uh, for us, um, you know, we, we need to... Uh, uh, realize that we have a ton of guys that can score the ball, a ton of guys that can just draw, uh, you know, attention. And, um, you know, for us, uh, moving the ball like that, uh, we're, we're really hard to guard. Ryan, the, the question that fans are going to have, and I know you guys have the same question, is how do you do this all over again on, on Friday and then again on Monday? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, consistency is key for us so um you know we every practice we've been battling we move the ball in practice we've been playing great in practice we need to translate that consistently into games and um you know hopefully this is sort of the uh the booster we need but uh you know down the line everybody played great tonight so we it, it's good to hold on to one win sean let's let's focus on tonight's win okay and and, and i love it because you had 18 points here in your hometown does that make it more fun and be honest with me yeah, of course. Um, just, you know, there's a ton of family and friends in town, and it's, it's, it's good to play well, especially when you, I feel like you give a lot of energy into trying to please a lot of people in your hometown, you know. So, um, you know, for me, I just wanted to focus, lock in, and, um, you know, I wanted to shoot the ball consistently, play, play good defense. You know, I watch a lot of film, things I need to work on on defense, and uh, that was my focus tonight. But, uh, yeah, it does feel good to play well in front of your home crowd. Congratulations, Ryan. And, yes, we will savor this one here tonight. We'll have a nice ride home back to New Orleans. Yes, we will. Ryan Anderson, one of our stars of the game. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Yep. All right, so the Pelicans are off today. They will not practice due to a back-to-back. And, of course, they got in really late uh, this morning. And so then their next uh, game will be tomorrow against the Charlotte Hornets at the Smoothie King Center. All right, when we come back, we'll talk NBA and Pelicans. Sean Kelly talks with Mark Spears. Then I'll chat with Andy Halbrun about the NFL relocation in San Diego. Stay with us. This is the Black and Blue Report. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminex. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all. And I'm Ed Martin, Terminix Entomologist. We have developed a convenient pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. 
Terminix does it all. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. Pelicans! The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Friday, January 15th against the Charlotte Hornets. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Haven't had our old friend Mark Spears on in a while, the New Orleanian who now calls Oakland, California home and a writer for Yahoo Sports. Good to have you again. I hope you had a great uh, holiday and, uh, and New Year, Mark. Well, I, was in, I think you knew this. I was in New Orleans during Thanksgiving, and no one was terrible about it. I was sick from a trip to Mexico. I went to Mexico for a birthday party and I couldn't enjoy the gumbo. I couldn't en enjoy all my Creole delights, man. <laughs> and my aunt left, uh, my aunt Cheryl left specific gumbo just for me because she went to New Orleans to see her, her daughter. And I couldn't even enjoy it, man. I should have froze it. I think the rest of my family ate it all up. So I'm my last trip wasn't what I hoped to be, and I blame Mexico. Yeah, we can blame it on Mexico. There's a I lot think of things. It was some street tacos I ate there that that did me in. Or the water, or something. Something. Just, I, just I, good fun. The, the ice in my uh, my water. In your I, water. In my water. Well said. Yeah. You're back on the road again, touring around the NBA. What are you yeah. finding here in January? You know what? Um, unfortunately, your Pelicans are one of my more disappointing teams. Um, I, I I don't get it. Uh, this is a team that I saw bring a lot of joy to New Orleans, getting to the first round of the playoffs, playing the Golden State Warriors, and you, you expect them to take a step forward. This is certainly one of the more disappointing teams uh, at the first half of the season. <clears throat> you could add Washington to that list, uh, Milwaukee to that list. But when you look in the Western Conference, on the top of that list is the New Orleans Pelicans, and you know injuries have a lot of, to do with it. Effort has a lot to do with it, um, but I I expect it better, and I'm sure the Pelicans fans have too. No doubt, you're based up there in the Bay Area. Are are you as as slack jawed as everybody else about what the Golden State Warriors have done now through two and a half months? I mean, it's it's a, it's amazing. I, you know, I covered, and Perkins can attest to this. Kendrick Perkins, a uh, the 2008 NBA champion Celtics. And I remember they started like 20 and 2 and just thinking how remarkable that is. That was. And now the Warriors are almost at the halfway point and with the best record in NBA history. So um, just nothing ceased to amaze me. And they've had their short, uh, some injury issues as well. Their coach has been gone the whole time. Yeah. You know, Draymond Green's basically been dealing with an issue. Steph has been not Steph lately. He's had a shin injury. Um, and, but they, they seem to somehow piece it together and be phenomenal. They've only been horrible one game. The other game, I think, the, the, in, in Dallas, they were just, they were, you know, were out with two starters, including Steph. And when they lost to Milwaukee, that was at the end of a seven-game road trip. So, you know, they, they really, if you think about it, they haven't really had a bad regular game. And I, I'm... It's a pleasure to go in there, and especially the way that crowd is, too, to watch those games, and, and I'm very curious to see what they do. But 
ultimately, that you know, in the Bay, they always talk about that record. Can they beat the Bulls' record? That 72 win, and I, I just caution the fans and say, be more worried about trying to win a championship in healthy fashion than, than trying to break that record. Meanwhile, Greg Popovich is down in San Antonio saying, you just take all the attention yeah. you want all season oh, long. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. They're down, what, four games or so typically, and just waiting in the wings with LaMarcus Aldridge. They actually play, I believe, January 25th for the first time in Oakland. That's going to be a battle royal. The, the, I think the Warriors actually, in about a two-and-a-half-week span, they get at Cleveland, uh, Spurs at home, and OKC at home. And I'm really looking forward to those three games to kind of judge who they who really are. Although I think I know what they really are. You know. You know. We'll find out more later, but yeah. I think you know. Yeah. Um, we were in Los Angeles on Tuesday night and uh, had a little taste of the, the Kobe farewell tour, yeah. albeit at a home game. Which I'll see tomorrow or Thursday night in Golden State. That's right. That's right. Hopefully, hopefully he's got over the Achilles thing, which has bothered him again. You wrote a recent piece uh, about... A little bit about, well, it's not our history anymore, but it used to be a part yeah. of our history through the Hornets and Charlotte um, about Vladi Divas and, and the Kobe Bryant trade and everything else. Found it fascinating. What did you learn most about that moment in time and what determined how and when and what Kobe Bryant you know, would be? Behind every great story is a backstory. Yes. You know, and the backstory of the Kobe Bryant uh, drafting by the Hornets. Um, was that Vlade Divac, who was traded from the Lakers to the Hornets, did not want to go. He loved L.A., loved playing for the Lakers, and, and he actually, and this is the truth, he threatened to retire. If you look at the dates of that draft and the trade, the draft in 96 was in, in, on June 26. The trade wasn't consummated until the 11th of July, about two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Reason being was Vlade didn't want to do it, and Jerry West had to convince him that it was a great thing for him to go to Charlotte, and uh, he ended up doing it. And had that, had he stuck with his word of retiring, had he messed up that trade, and, and this is kind of funny, but Kobe Bryant could have been playing in New Orleans. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Right? I mean, trickle yeah. down theory, but um, yeah, I mean, he Vlade tells a great story about that, and actually last week when the Lakers did come to Sacramento. He gave Kobe a Charlotte Kobe Bryant jersey. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's gave him the, He came to the locker room and gave it to him after the game. That is priceless. Are we headed for a busy trade season? Yes or no? I'm, man, I'm always, it's always hard to tell. Yeah. Um, right now, I don't think so. And this is the, what I, I've kind of heard is that there's so many teams that are in the running for the playoffs that they don't really want to mess with it. You know, there's more teams in the East that are good. So... There's been less trade talk. I was at the D-League Showcase recently, and guys were telling me, that, man, there's not a lot of trade talk right now because, because there's a lot of teams that haven't been in the playoffs that are in the mix or aren't, that are, are in the mix like a Sacramento that haven't been expected to be in the mix. Teams are more staying pat than usual. We'll keep following you on Twitter. We'll keep reading your stuff at Yahoo Sports, and we'll hope that you stay away from uh, Mexico for a while. Especially before I go to New Orleans. Yeah, right? yeah. what are you thinking? Come on. That was a mistake. I, I should have just... I don't know. <laughs> just stay with some American food. Went to Fridays out there or something. You nah. just need you just need to schedule differently. Yeah, That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go to New Orleans first. Yes. Good all to right, see you, my friend. Pleasure. Pleasure always. Yeah. 
Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. NFL relocation has been a hot topic this week after the league announced the Rams moving to L.A. and potentially the Chargers in the next couple of years. To give us a San Diego perspective on the situation, I welcome in Annie Halbrun, television, web, radio, and print journalist in the San Diego area. Annie, thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us today. Of course. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Annie, what was your initial reaction to the news about not only the Rams going to L.A., but the Chargers potentially joining them in the next couple of years? Right. I was in Houston for this, and we in San Diego felt that the Chargers were going to be included in that plan to move immediately with the Rams. So the Rams going was less of a surprise than the Chargers not going. We knew it was an option that they would stay in San Diego. That was an option that might happen. But all signs were kind of pointing to them being part of this deal from the get-go uh, as, as we got nearer and nearer to the vote. So it was a little surprising for us because we're back in the same position we were in before. It's kind of a position of uncertainty. We're in limbo. We still don't know if we're staying or going. Um, and so it's a little bit of a strange place to be in again. Is there a deadline for when they have to make that decision about uh, potentially going to L.A.? What's the next step here for the Chargers? Yeah, they have to make the decision uh, by March whether they're going to stay for this season. So they've got to make that decision whether they will stay for this season. Um, but they have to make the decision whether they will stay long-term or whether they will do the deal with Conkey, actually, by January of next year. So they've got a year to figure out if they are going to move in with Cronky and do the Inglewood plan. But they can go, uh, they can still play in San Diego this season and work to get that deal done. So it's, uh, even if they are playing in San Diego this season, doesn't mean that they're going to stay in San Diego. Are there other options besides Inglewood that could bring the Chargers to L.A. but not share a stadium with Kroenke and the Rams? I think that there could be. I haven't seen all that, um, all those details yet, but it sounded like there could be some in or outs as far as them getting another site or another home, even with Mark Davis also looking for another home for the Raiders. It seems like there's still some stuff up in the air, and of course the Chargers have first dibs at Inglewood, but if they – if their timeline doesn't work out, then the Raiders can move in. So it looks like there's some moving parts here. And for the Chargers, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they pursue this because they, in some ways they have a little time, but in other ways they need to act fast. 
that's going to bring me to my next question is when do you think the Chargers will announce this or uh, what's the timeline just because of, like you said, you're going to string some fans along, string the city, a couple yeah. cities along. How do you how do you manage this if you're the owners of the Chargers right now? Sure. Like on, on, on our end, you know, we think the same way. We think, gosh, you know, they, they need to figure this out really quickly because the Rams are just going to gain more and more momentum in Los Angeles. And if the Chargers do want to go there, it's best that they announce that very soon so that they can start gaining their own momentum. Uh, but this has been going on now, you know, for, for over a decade as far as not getting a deal done in San Diego. So while it seems like they will do this quickly, it could drag on. It could just be like a, a slow burn here which I think is the worst-case scenario because it just sort of, like, as you said, it just sort of strings everyone along. No one feels good about it. No one can endear themselves to the team. So hopefully they do it sooner rather than later, but in some ways they don't have to. Have you gotten a feel from some of the people within the organization, whether it's players, um, front office staff, whether they're what their um, minds are like right now or what – decision they yeah. want do they want to stay do they want to go what, what's going through their minds right now if you have, have been able to uh, talk to some of those people yeah right you know very early predictions or decisions i guess you can say i mean they're they're feeling um their feelings today i don't know will be their feelings next week or next month but i would say that today you've got some players that are very relieved you know younger players were less adverse to going to Los Angeles because they don't have families, they're not married, you know, it, Los Angeles is kind of alluring to them. Mm-hmm. But for the older players, they've got a lot of stake in San Diego. They, they have their families, their school districts, their wives love it here. So I think there's some relief from them that, you know, they, they get to stay in the city they love. They really love San Diego. As for the Chargers as a whole, I'm getting the sense that, you know, they're not feeling that optimistic about San Diego. They're faced with the exact same roadblocks that they were faced with before this whole process started, which is the fact that there's not a lot of confidence that a vote would pass here to publicly fund the stadium. So I think that there's not a lot of, there's a little bit of a silver lining, but from the Chargers camp, I wouldn't say that there is a, you know, a huge sense of optimism that they'll be able to get something done. That doesn't mean they won't get something done, but I don't think much has changed from that end. That brings me to my next point. I'm glad you mentioned that about the stadium. If they do decide to stay, does that even mean they're getting a new stadium, or will they stay in Qualcomm for a little bit longer? Um, how would they approach uh, staying yeah. in San Diego? That's the interesting part is they can't give up. They can't give up Cronky and that deal in Inglewood without knowing they're going to get what they want, or at least close to what they want in San Diego. So they at least have to figure out some kind of plan that they're happy with. Um, the plan that was suggested last year by the city of San Diego is not one that the Chargers want. It has a lot of holes in it. It's going to ask them to assume a lot of costs that they would rather not assume. And, and, that's, and that's some other owners around the league agree that they, they shouldn't have to assume. So it's going to take some compromise from both the city or it's going to take the Chargers going their own route, trying to, trying to um, you know, do it their own way in a different location in San Diego which could happen. So there's a lot of different ways that it could go, but none of them are easy. All of them will take time. However, since they've got that deadline that it needs to be done with with Inglewood in a year, they don't have a lot of time to see if, for example, uh, an environmental impact report will get, you know, will be passed, if if they are confident that a a different kind of vote will be passed. I mean, they're going to have to sort of take the temperature of the city and, and all the things that they think could get done and also balance that with their deadline in Inglewood and see which is going to give them the better result because they don't have years to spend to figure out if something will work or not. They've got to commit to something and then go for it. 
And in San Diego, they'd have to get at least a firm enough commitment that something would actually get done and it wouldn't just be talk or, or something that would never get passed by voters. Before I let you go, what about the fans here? I know you see a lot of people uh, in the San Diego area very concerned about this whole situation. What are the, what were the fans' reaction uh, in your eyes from yesterday and just this whole process in general? Yeah, it's been so interesting because fans are so exhausted by it, and I'm yeah. sure you know you can understand that it, it, it's so difficult to go back and forth, back and forth whether your team is staying or going, and you know the. The fans have been having a hard time with all just the exhaustion of the stadium issue. Um, but I think that there, yesterday was a win. Yesterday was a win for them as, as far as, you know, Dean not moving to Los Angeles right away. I think that there are still fans that are not, they're not embracing the team like they would have, you know, five years ago, but they're, they're not totally, you know, turning away from them yet either. There's sort of a cautious optimism right there. But you do, you know, I've gotten a lot of tweets on Twitter and stuff that, from fans saying they're done, they're already done with mm-hmm. it. They, they're, they're, this whole thing has turned them off from from the Chargers. I don't think that that's a majority, but I think that it will be interesting to see how the Chargers handle this. Whether they will try to endear themselves to the fans again and and, and really try to work to build some some more camaraderie between the, the organization and the fans, um, or whether they will just kind of be be silent and focus their efforts in in Inglewood. So that'll be interesting. But fans. Fans see a little glimmer of hope, but but not a huge one. I think they're very they're very cautious about getting too excited. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Interesting is the correct word. It should be very interesting these next couple of months yeah. here for everyone involved with this. That's Annie Halbram giving us the latest on the Chargers relocation saga. The Saints face the Rams at home this year. They also do face the Chargers on the road, whether it's in San Diego or L.A. We'll have to figure that out in a little bit. Annie, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for having me on. Talk to you soon. All right. We'll be back on this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Your New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to unwind with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out six-pack presented by Fulton Alley. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers. Plus, Fulton Alley's throwing in a free game of bowling, all for as low as $50. Take flight with the next guy's night out on Thursday, January 21st against the Detroit Pistons. Visit pelicans.com to plan your guy's night out today. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Excellent show for you on this Thursday. Big thanks to Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports and Annie Halbron, who does it all in the San Diego area, television, print, web, radio, you name it. She does it. Got a very good perspective on what the Chargers might do. They have a very interesting decision and a very big decision to make here in the next couple months. I believe Annie said March is when they have to decide whether they're moving to L.A., at least for the 2016 season. If not, then they might combine some time for 2017, but that'd be a weird, awkward position there if you play in San Diego for one more year and then bolt, pun intended, Chargers get it, 
for LA in 2017. We'll talk more relocation. We'll get another perspective from Alex Flanagan, who grew up and lives in the San Diego area. She is a sideline reporter and host for NBC Sports and the NFL Network. She'll also be covering Arizona and Green Bay this weekend in the NFL Divisional Playoffs, so we'll get her perspective on the NFL Playoffs, plus her latest on the NFL relocation. And then, of course, we'll preview Pelicans and Hornets with the radio voice of the Charlotte Hornets. That is Steve Martin, a friend to the program, as he used to be here when the team did move here to New Orleans. So good show, NFL covered for you tomorrow, and, of course, the NBA with the Pelicans taking on the Charlotte Hornets. All right, that will do it for this Thursday edition. Enjoy the rest of your day. Until tomorrow, Sean will be back in the hosting chair. I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.